Welcome back, Sean. Thank you so How much. How was Austin? How's the family doing out there? Really good. My, uh, my sister's out there. We didn't buy a house. I'm kidding. Uh, no, we didn't. Uh, we did start looking for a place to live out there uh, just, you know, for fun. But I mean, for the most part, I'll tell you one thing. Austin is actually really nice. Like the people are nice and people have this misconception that they're going to run into like Trump supporters and um you know, people with cowboy hats and people with guns, but Austin is actually kind of a melting pot, just like San Francisco is. Well, since, it's because a yeah. lot of people started moving to Austin. The past exactly. Years they came from. <laughs> exactly. So, um, did you uh, find a place to train? Did you try to do any training while you were out there on vacation? Like you know, a to, sucker? To tell you the truth, I said, no, I'm going to eat my ass off. Eat my You're ass gonna off. eat your ass off. Hold on, hold on, wait one second. I'm, I'm gonna eat your I'm gonna ass eat my own ass off. off and I'm then... gonna eat my ass. I'm gonna get really flexible <laughs> and chew on my own ass. Yeah. So I pretty much ate the whole time, drank a bunch, smoked some uh, Texas weed, but then it was really from Cali anyway. So, um, <laughs> shout out to my boy uh, or my brother-in-law Melvin and my homie that I met over there, my Filipino brother Daryl. He runs a couple of restaurants out there. We were able to visit one of his uh, ramen restaurants out there, which is crazy because, you know, he's a Filipino man starting a ramen place in Austin, Texas, and it works. It's not too crazy. I mean, if you go into a lot of Japanese restaurants, that's usually uh, yeah. Latinos in the kitchen. Yep. That's very true. <laughs> so that's not too crazy. It's not too crazy. No. It's not too crazy, especially sometimes you see a lot of Japanese restaurants opened by Chinese families. <laughs> they have Latinos in the kitchen. Or Hawaiian barbecue places Hawaiian run by Chinese people. Run, yeah, run by, uh, by a Korean family. <laughs> <laughs> so you get the best of all the worlds. Oh, yeah. One, one eating place i did um, go i did get some texas barbecue over at terry black's i don't know what that place is but i don't know what it is good. either but it's the number two place so we couldn't go to the number one place because it's just too fucking crazy okay you didn't go to the tourist trap for your barbecue nope. but i did Sucker. see the city i did see the city Sucker. and the city is very reminiscent of san francisco not gonna lie not gonna lie so if you uh, were to, say, for example, move to Austin, where would you want to go train? Would you go uh, for the big name kind of places like B-Team <laughs> and New Wave? Or would you want to try to f support like a neighborhood kind of gym? You know, my sister, she lives about 30 minutes north of Maine, Austin. So it's, it's almost like going from, say, here in San Francisco to like... San Mateo or like Burlingame or something like that. Right. Okay. And, okay. um, out there it's a little bit more flat and I seen a jujitsu gym right off the freeway and mind you, everything in Texas is huge. So it's like, if you have commercial space out there, 
you can afford to have this big old sign that says jujitsu and your logo on there. And you can see it from mm. the freeway. I would probably support the local. And if it wasn't, you know, the par or whatever, I'd probably cross train down at the more popular. Um, if I had the choice, I'd probably go new wave. Mm, just, just to see what it's about. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> just so that you could possibly have uh, Gordon, Gordon Ryan's dick in my face. You, you dick. Rider. It's like, Hey, uh, Gordon Ryan, put your hairy asshole on my face. <laughs> Sorry, Art. If you're probably listening to this. With yeah, your everyone kids everyone got uh, a peek into uh, Sean's Christmas wish list. <laughs> what he wants more yeah. than anything in the world. I want some locks Not of hair. peace on earth. Not uh, the eradication of poverty nope. uh, in the world. Uh, just his uh, martial arts heroes, uh, penis, bodily fluids, and genitals all yeah. over his eyes and mouth. <laughs> how was uh, how was Thanksgiving for you, man? I know you went up to uh, Petaluma, yeah. Yeah, Petaluma, my cousins just chilled. Uh, you know, uh, nothing too exciting. Honestly, I caught this head cold over the weekend. Shit, just dude! Kind of everybody out. So um, I couldn't go on this nice bike ride the following Friday with some friends. And uh, so just recovered from all of that. But I'm back at it, man. Went back into training today for jujitsu. Had some good roles with some some cool folks. And this Saturday, we oh, have man. our uh, belt promotion over at Cajalda Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Oh. So looking forward to that. I got one, one of our teammates getting promoted to black belt, which cool. is always exciting. And then a few people getting you know blue belts purple belts brown belts nice probably get some uh some noobs that start crying if they get a stripe on their white belt or something <laughs> sorry. i don't You're mean stupid. to talk shit i'm just i'm too old and <laughs> jaded for this world sean <laughs> but, oh, but, so, but real talk all the shit talking aside congratulations to everybody who'll be getting stripes who'll be getting uh promoted to the next belt in jujitsu Nice. Uh, Sean, how's training been going for you? Have you trained at all since you got back or you, you just got back so recently you haven't been able to train? Yeah, I actually trained last night. Uh, to tell you the truth, it's only maybe the second or third time this entire month of November that I've trained. So I unfortunately won't be competing at Nogi Worlds only because I didn't want to come unprepared. I, I just had too much going <laughs> on at you, the time. I'm glad you finished that, that sentence. You're like, I didn't want to come unprepared i don't Wait, want to come what, with the thunder what, is, what what turn is what what turn is this podcast <laughs> <laughs> Shit. yeah God because nogi worlds is not this weekend but next week the next correct? weekend yeah so you i went some teammates yeah. doing that oh yeah we have a bunch of people and mind you did you see that freaking uh post from the ibgjf so apparently this is one of the biggest nogi worlds in history mm-hmm. and um you know we got a lot of represent uh represented uh gym members or gym teammates that are going to be going. And so, you know, I got to talk with them yesterday and just gave them some good work. And, you know, if I'm not going to compete, I'm going to give you some work. <laughs> I'm going to give you this work. I'm going to give you this uh, big old you, work. The, the, the teammates that you have that are going to Nogi worlds, yeah. would you say most of them are, they compete regularly or do you have a handful of teammates that this is like their first tournament of all time and oh, it's shit. like probably the only tournament they'll ever do no it's usually the seasoned competitors and uh you know even even with that isn't it blue belt and up i think there's no white belt right am i correct yeah there's that? no white belt yeah. for nogi worlds so 
you know, there's a ton Those of motherfuckers should there. just go get the water and carry the towels <laughs> or go <laughs> do a local. We love you. We love you. <laughs> go do a local watch tournament, out, motherfucker. Watch out for the watch out for the new T-shirt dropping about white belts. <laughs> yeah. What about you guys? Uh, any of your uh, guys going out? No, I think uh, most of my teammates are mostly gi competitors. And so they're going to do one more tournament, uh, I believe, this weekend, uh, oh, where? Uh, December 3rd, I believe down in, it's going to be in, either in San Jose or Santa Cruz. I think it's Grappling, grappling X, I think. Let's go do it. Me and December you just 3rd. enter, enter so late. So <laughs> they're going to do that, and then they're going to shut it down for the rest of the year nice. and then try to hit the ground running the beginning of 2024. So if any of you... Any of my teammates listening to this, uh, don't hit me up for training because I ain't trying to get rolled by y'all. <laughs> hey, speaking I'm of that. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm available for any help that you guys need. Speaking of that. No, man, but for real, don't yeah. don't roll hard with me. I'm not I'm not down for that. <laughs> yeah, I had some pretty hard uh, rounds yesterday because everyone's super serious, you know? Oh, and, they're uh, like in the last hard week of training. Oh, man, it's fucking tournament. hell, dude. It's hell. Like, I, I went up against some of the bigger dudes. Uh, some of the regular sized dudes and some of the smaller dudes and yeah, I didn't really with any girls that are going to be competing, but man, it's, they're ramping it up and they're, everyone feels strong. So shout out to all the, everybody that's going to be competing at the Nogi Worlds as it goes, as it gets closer, we'll probably uh, have yeah, more Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about it. it. Get, yeah. get some insight, talk again a little bit about uh, tournament prep mindset the physicality. I know the last time we talked about it with you, Sean, when you were getting ready for Jiu-Jitsu World League, I know I heard a lot from some of our listeners about how they really enjoyed that type of talk. Oh, so we'll try great. to bring a little bit more of that. And I think the only way we could bring a lot of it is if we get Sean out of retirement and bring him, get him competing more. Don't don't be all be like, why don't you compete more, Carlo? Shut the no, fuck no. up. Who asked you guys? I know. Who fucking asked you? <laughs> all right, Mind speaking, you. Of, speak, speaking of competing, uh, got a call from a promoter huh? uh, two days ago okay from southern california so our fighter from omega martial arts matt cox is gonna be taking a fight this weekend Whoa. in long beach for w wck he's gonna be fighting another muay thai fighter that's flying in from tennessee so we're gonna be on the undercard of the pro section of the card uh, the headline is gonna be uh local Bay Area fighter from Smash Gyms, Sean Clamaco, is going to be fighting uh, Brendel Mendoza um, for a title down there for WCK. But the big thing is, hey, good luck to Sean. We love you. But our guy, Matt, taking the fight on short notice because he always stays ready. So we did a little bit of sharpening yesterday in the gym. Uh, he'll be flying out tomorrow for weigh-ins and he'll be getting into some action on Saturday night. When are you leaving? So... Uh, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to go oh, <laughs> because fuck. I, I made some, you know, I didn't, I would, I didn't know I was going to, we were going to be having a fight this weekend. So I made yeah. other plans and other arrangements for other things that I can't just blow off. Yeah. Yeah. So, but coach Armando will, will be going down there. Shout out. And so, you know, you're in the ring alone, but you don't get there alone. Yep. And so thank thank you to all of our friends and fam at Pacific Ring Sports for being amazing training partners, uh, helping keep Matt ready for an opportunity like this. And I feel like at the beginning of someone's pro career, that's kind of how you have to do things. You just yeah. have to kind of stay ready and just be ready to jump in at the 
at any opportunity because they Agreed. don't just always come. They don't always come. Man, so that's shout out Matt. Cool, We're excited for you, brother. Shout out Matt. Oh, and shout out another thing. Shout out to Matt and his uh, beautiful wife, Britannia. Uh, they announced to their family last week during Thanksgiving. So I can make the announcement here. They are expecting their first child. Oh man. They Welcome to the are club, Matt. Pregnant. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're so gonna have Matt's a little fighting mini cox. for two. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's gonna be sick, <laughs> man! <laughs> so congratulations, Matt. Congrats, Matt. Matt and his wife. Yeah, congratulations to his wife, Matt. You didn't do shit. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's gonna do all the hard work, bro. You're just gonna have when to train. <laughs> Speaking of which, you know, she's been incredibly accommodating for Matt's fight career. Yeah. Uh, when your wife was pregnant with your kids, Sean, was she accommodating towards your training schedule? Like, were you still able to get some jujitsu training in and some other types of martial arts training in? I'm fortunate enough to have a great wife where she encourages me to train. I just feel like she wanted you out of the house. She just kind of wanted me out the house. But I mean, <laughs> you know, when the when the two when the second kid came, it was a little bit different. She encouraged me, but then I just felt bad for fucking you know leaving her by herself with two fucking crazy kids. So I took a little bit less time to train during the second child, but. Uh, yeah, you just started heel hooking your own kids. Oh, yeah. Go. So shout out to all the <laughs> the fighter wives and the competition wives and the uh, hobbyist and uh, lifer jujitsu wives for uh, letting us train. You know, the friends and family does open the window for people that are hobbyists to uh, be able to pursue their passion. So yep. thank you for all you partners out there that are making it happen for all us martial arts geeks and nerds mm -hmm. uh hey so like we didn't get to talk about this last time but uh you know pfl finalized their purchase of bellator <laughs> i know you and i have gone yeah. back and forth in terms of like what that could mean in the in the, the future of the mma landscape at least here in the united states uh but I, well, what would you want to see as a result of this merger? Like, what do you want to see, Sean, in terms of like, is there a particular super fight you want to see? And by the way, I want to make a correction. Last week, I said that I, I thought that Chris Cyborg was a free agent. She is not. She's still actually oh. still a Bellator fighter. So that's my bad. And Sean had a good call out saying, hey, I guess that means that's a green light for Kayla Harrison versus Chris Cyborg. Um, is there anything else in terms of a matchup that you wanted to see? Any kind of format changes you wanted to see? Yeah, I'd love to see um, how the tournament uh, format works for the Bellator fighters, especially the champions. You know, Patchy Mix just got his title over there. I'd love to see, uh, you know, a super fight between those two championships. I don't even fucking know if there's even a a bantamweight freaking is that bantam that is bantamweight yes yeah, 35 yeah. uh bantamweight long, champion long term do you still want to would you want to see bellator still function as its own separate entity i, I would i i would want to see it just because i want to make sure that all these fighters still have a job yeah but if they all just kind of merge them into the pfl i want to i want to make sure not that I could do anything about it, but I would like to see all the Bellator fighters still have contracts if they do that. I agree. I mean, I, from what I hear, the, the money is life changing over at PFL right now. So I'm hoping and that PFL has just kind of solidified their position. They re-signed with ESPN for mm -hmm. broadcasting rights. So at least they have a home. Because yeah. one of the things that was 
the downfall of Bellator is this, you just never knew where you were going to watch them. Yeah. Like you're so either going jumping on, on so many places. Yeah. yeah. You're going to Showtime, you're going to DAZN, like all this other shit. And PFL did it right. You know, maybe they knew something like way at the beginning of uh, their inception over to ESPN. But I think it, you know, it is best that they do stay on uh, ESPN just so that they can be at least the number two league out there. I mean, it, and if they're going to stay on ESPN and now that they've, they're taking in the Bellator contracts, I mean, I hate to say it like this, but you're going to have to spend some money to make money. Yeah. If you're PFL, you have got to start investing in your production. Agreed. It's time to start to stop having a kind of broadcast that looks like you're tapping into somebody else's online stream. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Sean? Yeah, like, dude. Like, like there are too many gaps in between fights um, on a PFL broadcast where just there's nothing happening. Yeah. You don't even hear the broadcaster speaking or talking up the next fight or breaking down the previous fight. There's gotta be something that's always happening. Like if you have to take a page out of WWE's entertainment playbook in terms of how to put on a goddamn show. So I'm, I'm rooting for, I'm just coming down hard on PFL because I want them to do well. Cause yeah. if they're gonna be a real threat to the UFC, they not only have to pay their fighters really well, they've got to have a production that's top notch and just keeps your eyes glued to what they're showing. I totally agree with that. Uh, I hope they're stepping in that direction only because I don't know. I, I've always just felt like their production has suffered immensely only because maybe they just never had enough content to like put out there to fill in those gaps. I mean, whenever the UFC, anytime, anytime their fights end early during, especially during the prelims or when they have a very tight time slot, they always fill it up with at least some of the content that they've put out on YouTube or they made it like compelling in any way. And, you know, it even looks better than some of the box, like a lot of the boxing stuff, because, you know, when, when box, especially when boxing happens, there's always these, these really long gaps, especially between the main event and the rest of the fights. And it's painful, man. It's so fucking painful that it, it it's boring. And at least mm -hmm. with the UFC, you're just, you know, watching highlights or you're watching an embedded or you're watching, uh, I don't know, something fun or cool them training. It's, you know, second to none. No, no, no one can top the UFC's production value at this point. I give the PFL 18 months to really prove oh, that they're a, a threat. Yeah. I mean, look, and I think it's possible in a way because when you look at what the UFC is doing, uh, like Sean, you're tapped into their contender series. So you oh, have yeah. a real good sense of like who are the up and coming stars are that the UFC is trying to push, but not a lot of the casuals are like you. No. Um, in that sense. And so I think a few of these people that are coming out of the contender series aren't having as much success breaking through in terms of being big stars for the promotion. And so there's a, there's a, an opening here where the UFC might still be over relying on their older stars and not building up their young guns enough coming up. And so there's an opening here where PFL might be able to fill in that the talent gap in the sense of like, who, who are the big ones to look out for? Who are yeah. these, the, who are the ones that I should be really um, paying attention to in the fight scene? I mean, now you think of like the, the fighters that the PFL has inherited from Bellator, these are some exciting motherfuckers yeah. coming through and that are showing some pretty next level MMA. So there's an opening there, but you know, again, like 
MMA fans memories are short and I think you have 18 months to really make a dent like 18 months to really pull it together to be a, a legitimate threat otherwise we're just singing the same song for the next probably four years of that who would you like to see fight out of the uh, merger you know you you called it I'm, go- I'm just gonna like cop off of you I just you know I want to see Kayla Harrison versus Chris Cyborg I yeah. want to see if Chris Cyborg still has it you know I want to see if like Kayla Harrison can really impose her kind of grinding explosive game plan against kind of the uh, almost technical wildness of Chris Cyborg. And, you know, again, Chris Cyborg ain't young anymore. Can she still do it at a high level against another top notch athlete? So I would, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that. Okay. So if, if you're Kayla Harrison and you had the chance to either have a bigger payday with PFL Bellator or to fight in the UFC, what would you do? Well, who would she fight in the UFC that would add to her legacy and ha- and add to the Good kind point. of the to the to her wallet? Good point. At that level, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there is no division for her because there's no way she's making 35s. No there's way. No way she's making 35. I mean, and like UFC seems to be wanting to kill 45 (laughs) i don't know why but like you know they don't want to invest in that meanwhile they'll invest in their stupid ass slap fight league i mean if you go on uc's uh, webpage it's the same as last week the first banner (laughs) you see is from their slap fight league sean i'm telling you that kind of bullshit is the kind of opening that they're gonna leave for something like pfl to kind of fill and say hey we're about real fighters we're about real mixed martial arts over here so just telling you telling warning ufc watch the fuck out watch the fuck out you know so if pfl yeah. gets their production shit together i mean they might do it they might do it were you able to watch the pfl championships last weekend Sean? i was man and uh i kind of enjoyed it like it was uh obviously the production value wasn't wasn't there and you know it i i had to illegally stream it quote unquote, but it, you know, like I wouldn't have wanted to pay for that type of event. Um, well, let's run it down just super quick. Yeah. Headlined by the lightweight championship between Olivier Albin Mercier versus Clay Collard. Uh, Mercier gets the five round decision by just absolutely um, the, the amount of ground strikes that was landed yeah. by Albin Mercier just showed a kind of dominance that you don't that just make leaves no doubt. And then afterwards, Aubin Mercier just kind of said like, you know what, I'm just done. I'm over fighting. He didn't really say, he didn't really call it a retirement, but he was just, didn't seem like he was in a hurry to jump back in there. Yeah. Uh, I called it for Aubin Mercier. So I'm going to call myself a genius for that one, <laughs> <laughs> but that's only cause I'm an asshole. Um, yeah. How about that heavyweight championship? Uh, and on Ferreira, knocks out Dennis Goldsoff in uh or TKO in round two. I picked the yeah, that, I picked the Russian too. Yeah, that size <laughs> advantage was just something else, dude. And one of the cool things about PFL, they measure your strike speed. Top strike speed for Ferreira was twenty three miles per hour and Gold sauce was 12 miles per hour. That's a hell of a difference. That's like that's a hell of a difference. Two to one. (laughs) Yeah. Let me ask you something. (laughs) Hanan Ferrer, I think he uh, shows a little bit of interest in possibly fighting uh, for 
another big heavyweight on uh, in the PFL um, banner. So, w- would you want? Would you mind seeing uh, Mr. Hanafra fight Mr. Nganu? Yeah, why not? I mean, it kind of builds itself because you okay. You have Francis Ngannou, your biggest free agent signing. You know, your biggest star in the PFL facing off against the winner of the heavyweight season for 2023. That's that should that's a story that should just that's kind of built into the format of yeah. how PFL runs things. True. Uh, how about uh, Larissa Pacheco? Uh, just reasserting her dominance in the MMA sphere, this time at featherweight. Uh, Five-round decision against Marina Moknatinkina. Hopefully I did that name right. Uh, She just, I mean, Marissa Pacheco, man, just, there's a part of me that kind of feels like, is is she just an overachiever? Is she just one of those people who just outworks people? But I think I'm just, I'm becoming more and more believer of, of her fight IQ. I agree. I mean, she's evolved a lot ever since she left the UFC and, you know, this puts her in a really, you know, peculiar position because if you think about it, she has two really big potential matchups that she could probably go off into uh, maybe the trilogy fight with um, Kayla Harrison, or, you know, she can possibly try to get that vote to fight against Cyborg. Both fights would be huge. I want to see that. I want to see that. Some Brazilian Brazilian crime. <laughs> the way I would build it is I would I would go uh, Cyborg versus Kayla Harrison first, just because that might have been percolating for a couple of years. Okay, and then Pacheco going like coming out of nowhere, and this is me me being the shit talker. I'd just be like, <laughs> "See, you're ducking me. You're, you're beating. You're you want to face someone I beat. Why don't you come see me, the champ? And then you just build up that noise for that. So yeah, I like, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Uh, man. Um, I picked this one wrong. I'll accept a shut up white belt Carlo for this one. The welterweight championship. Uh, Sabadu C loses by submission to Magomed Magomed Karimov. <laughs> um, ah, man, I, I don't know why I, why I picked the uh, picked the against uh, Magomed on this one, but yeah, I'll, I'll eat that white belt, Sean. Yeah, I mean he, he's that guy's a fucking monster, man. I don't know how. Remember, he was also the one that lost to God. Uh, what was the other the Hawaiian dude's name again? Freaking! Uh, come on! Come oh, on. from uh, um, in the UFC. Oh, uh, Ray Cooper. I think Ray Cooper oh, Ray, beat oh, him okay. like a long time ago, and uh, we'll get into Ray Cooper in a little bit. But how about Impa Kasong and I taking home a million oh, dollars versus uh, yeah. Josh Silveria, and he gets the call out. Mr. Francis Ngannou saying he'd go yeah, up to heavyweight. He, he, and this is that light heavyweight. And he says, yeah, yeah I'll fight up. I'll he, fight a heavyweight. He fought, that's, he fought a middleweight in the UFC, remember? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty ballsy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, man, Francis Ngannou is a huge human being. So that's that's fucking ballsy calling out uh, the he- a heavyweight as a light heavyweight. But hey, dude, more power to you if you believe in yourself. Yeah, I actually yeah, listen to... I actually listened to an interview with him and the reason for the call out is, you know, he gives mad respect to uh, Francis Ngannou. He just wants to step in the ring with so many respects, just wants to throw mm-hmm. down. All right. I like that. I like that. Yeah. What'd you think about uh, Kayla Harrison's 
performance against Aspen Ladge. Oh, uh, Kayla Harrison gets the decision. I don't think either of us were surprised no. by this. I think, you know, too big, Kayla too Harrison strong, just man. just a better athlete overall. Yeah. She didn't even have to be technically better than Aspen Ladd. Yeah, she could have finished her in that first round, I think. Could have been could have gone either way, but Aspen Ladd just way too small for the weight class in my own, in my opinion. Uh I think she belongs in 25s man but she just maybe she just can't stop eating <laughs> <laughs> fuck i'm gonna get fucking killed for that one <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> you wanted to talk about ray cooper who fought oh man uh, Derek brunson Derek brunson gets the decision this was fought at middleweight what did you want to point out about ray cooper you know ray cooper he's just had such a great run in the beginning and you know these past two years in the tournament just haven't really been his uh just haven't really been his gone his way you know like he's i i still feel like he's just such a small middleweight to be competing at that high of a yeah, weight class he is and, a, because he used to fight at 170 didn't yeah he? and even with that like he was just way too small i think he's probably i mean it, you know he's wine he probably eats a lot of fucking Kahlua pork or something like that but uh <laughs> <laughs> or loco mocos those are fucking delicious oh bro and, i'm fucking hungry now God so who has the best loco moco everyone who has the best loco moco yeah hit, hit us up the, yeah. just, just as a quick aside the best loco moco i ever had okay. was at a, a little diner in uh say where was it in uh, Kona on the oh. Big Island in Hawaii, just some little diner out there. It was delicious. Dude, I had a Locomoco at 808 Grinds in Maui, and hopefully it's still there. Um, but man, I think it was like a, I think I had a prime a prime rib Locomoco there, and I had a Jesus freaking Christ. blue of pork Locomoco. Star- okay, all right, let's move on. I'm let's move on. Starving. But Derek Brunson I'm, looked yeah, I'm amazing. I'm starving, and I'm going to be, yeah, I'm going to be like pissed off. How about, <laughs> how about him saying that this was like the highest payday he's ever had? Like just in general, good good for him. I know, man. Good for Fucking him, a, dude. Look at look at PFL. Like, look at PFL. Good for the good for the sport to find uh, that you know these fighters are seeing an increase in their pay rate, not at the rate that's fast enough, I believe. But <laughs> I mean, hopefully, it's a sign of good things to come. Hopefully, PFL can make some noise in that in that sense. Yeah. Uh, can I featherweight mention, uh, championship oh go ahead what? oh yeah yeah sorry i was yeah that was gonna talk about the uh jesus pinedo gabriel uh braga fight that was a pretty good yeah fight. and you were like kind of shitting on jesus pinedo <laughs> and he wins a take tko in round three I know. you were like i don't even know who the fuck this jesus pinedo is and then well, he ends up fucking jesus his pinedo ass is up. the fucking featherweight champion for the 2023 season at yep. pfl sean good for him <laughs> also uh, this was a banger of a fight i thought yeah and then I want to give a shout out to Kai Wu. I saw my old coach, uh, Darren Winayama. He was in his corner. Unfortunately, he lost the unanimous decision. Dude, Phil uh, Karakapa, just fucking animal, taking Kai Wu down and just trying to pound him out. But man. Well, that, that's, that was the key for it, right? Because yeah. everyone knows that Wu is a very dynamic striker. Agreed. Were you able to watch any of the one Friday fights from last? Yeah, man. I was watching it on the plane and. Oh, that's crazy. All right. I'll do, I'll do my little episode of, there's not a lot of complicated names on this one, but if you were interested (laughs) in the Walt, in the MMA section of this card in Walterweight, uh, Brazil's Bismarck Gomez 
Bismarck. Uh, got a submission against Kyrgyzstan's Asilbek <clears throat> Almasbekov. That was a good fucking fight. Yeah. And in strawweight MMA, uh, <laughs> Uzbekistan's uh, Sanzar Zakirov won a unanimous decision versus Russia's, <clears throat> here we go, Zayundin Suleymanov. Ooh, oh, good one. That was a good one. That was a good one. I'm, I'm going to get like honorary Eastern European uh, citizenship from being able to say these names. <laughs> can I mention a fight from this? From of course this you can. Fight? Dude, this, the one right above that, the Zero Dogen versus Yu Yao Pui. Oh my God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Dude. Dogen was coming. That was Adam weight Muay Thai. Yeah. Usually you don't think Adam weights have knockout Dude, they power. They were but, fucking uh, banging, bro. They were like zero defense. And then, yeah, and Pretty Pui much. was just able to get the TKO in the second round. Yeah, that's what it, it's kind of weird, right? Like, sometimes you feel like at the lighter weights, there would be a little bit more technical brilliance. Yeah. Uh, but uh, some of these fighters just fucking go ham. They do. Ham and spam. I'm hungry. Goddamn. How about six on <laughs> Fairtex versus Joker Paisaisi? I'm telling you, these nicknames are awesome. Dude, six on was a fucking beast too, man. Hey, how do I get that Thai complexion, man? I want to look like Bulacow. Uh, maybe live out in Thailand <laughs> and have Thai blood. I can't just like rub some shit on myself and then like I'll, I'll end up the same color as Bulacow. If you rub shit on yourself? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. no shit. Oh, you just get some, some like shit. get some like real hardcore tanner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going on. There you go. Then you'll look like you're one of those homeboys from the Jersey Shore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get some uh, frosted tips while you're at it, Sean. And then again, dude, I, I'm sorry, man. I'm, I just can't do the kickboxing. It's It kind of pisses me off, dude. Oh, the, uh, one championships kickboxing? Yeah, like it's just... You're it not kind into of, it? I'm, I'm not. Like it, you go from all these amazing uh, MMA than Muay Thai fights, and then all of a sudden you see the big gloves come on, and you're just like, fuck, hurry up, dude. Yeah, but I, I miss the clinch, say, dude. The, I miss the clinch. Yeah, the, the, I, I hate it when the clinch happens in kickboxing. You break it up. It just does ruin the rhythm. But when you have some two, when you have two really good kickboxers, oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the action is so fast and fun. I and, like it like that, for sure. Yeah, when it's fast like that, fun. when you when it's two kickboxers that really know what they're doing. Uh, I mean, much like anything else, right, John? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what, let's, uh, let's look forward to this weekend's UFC fight night. And it's actually going to be at the Moody Center in Austin, Texas. Dude, you, I know. you left too soon, Sean. Dude, my brother was going to it, man. I was like, oh, shit. Headline by the lightweight fight, uh, Benil Dariush versus Armin Sarukian. Dude, this this Armin... car is kind of a sleeper, though, don't you think? Yeah, Look how many dude. Fucking Ar- names this, this are on a good here. headline. This is a good headliner of a, of a, of a fight. But, you know, Armin Sarukian's opening as a minus 278 favorite. Benil Dariush, a plus 225 underdog. Do you think Darius bounces back and makes a good showing for himself, even though he's such a uh, big underdog? You know, it's really going to depend on if uh, after being viciously knocked out by uh, Charles Oliveira, we're, we're going to see what his striking's like. I think uh, Gamrot, you know, he does fancy himself a grappler here and there, but he does have power. So if you mean Sarukian? Yes, Sarukian. Sorry about that. Um, I just feel like if Benil can't get his striking you know, if he can't get it off early, there's going to be some problems because once it starts getting into the grappling department, I just feel like he's going to get tired trying to fend off Armin's attack. And I don't know, it could be a long night. Mm, mm. 
Mm. Who you got though? You know, uh, Sarukian's takedown average is about 3.4 per 15 minutes, while Darius's is 1.9. Yeah. But they kind of match up in terms of takedown accuracy. Sarukian's at 36%. Uh, the Darius is 34%. But what that tells me, especially when you match that up to the takedown average, just means that Sarukian attempts more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whereas yeah. And Darius doesn't try as much. Uh, I'm, I'm, I gotta go with Sarukian. Cool. I gotta, I think Darius is on the way down. Uh, when you look at their, their strikes, uh, Sarukian, I think, has just a better defense. You know, Darius absorbed for men is like 2.6, while Sarukian is a 1.9. So, uh, they're rated at around 54, 58% for both of them in terms of their significant strike defense. But I just think Darius just takes too much damage. Okay. So I'm going to go with Saruki, and I think it'll be a decision. I'll go Saruki, and also I think it'll be a decision as well. I mean, how about how about uh, Armin Saruki and, and uh, Bobby Green, their teams? You mean Jalen Turner? No. So apparently I heard that uh, Bobby Green was by himself. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. You're thinking about something. Else. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, like lead me into this. T tell me what you're talking about. Yeah, so Bobby Green was by himself. I don't know if they were doing media or if they were just in the hotel lobby, but uh, someone from Armin Sarukian's team uh, was pressing Bobby Green while he was by himself. So Armin Sarukian's team, there was a bunch of guys started trying to flex on Bobby Green. And then once Bobby Green got wind of it, he was just like, no, nah, I'm not backing down. Um, I think what happened was I think he came back with some of his friends and then all of a sudden uh, they weren't really into it until security came along and then security was like uh, trying to hold them back. And I think Bobby Green might, may have struck one of Armin Sarukian's team. It wasn't Armin Sarukian, but it was one of his, his team. Christ. So um, this is all happening in a hotel. I, you know, I, I can't, this don't week? quote me on it, but it was, I think I heard about it this morning. It's somewhere on MMA Junkie as well. But Bobby Green is going against the late replacement, Jalen Turner. Yeah. I think he was originally supposed to fight Dan Hooker. Right, right. Hey, uh, before you j we jump into this part, just I, like <laughs> <laughs> fucking MMA, dude. It's just like, <laughs> why, why is it like almost not surprising that you hear about this happening right before an MMA event? Well, you know, it's like you're a professional fighter. It means professional. Like, why wouldn't, like, if, let's say, for example, Sarukian, Sarukian's team is in the wrong. Why is Sarukian surrounding himself with a bunch of douchebags? I know. That will do that. Let's say, let's, uh, I, I don't know anything about it. I wasn't there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maybe, like, maybe Bobby Green said something and then, like, like Sarukian's team decided to say something back and then just they get starts, pressed on. Yeah, like, yeah. But it's just like, like, you don't really hear about this too much in a lot of other sports. I mean, I'm not saying it never happens in other sports, yeah, yeah. but like, it just, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. It just seems a little bit like, it just seems unprofessional that something like this would happen. Do you think that Bobby Green is just trying to get that maybe green light to say if he beats Jalen Turner and give me Sarukian, give me Sarukian right after maybe that'll, I mean, maybe, oh, I mean, like, you know, that's a possibility. Maybe is there some kind of manufactured shit? going maybe, on i mean maybe possible but i mean just it just seems kind of played out if it even if it is it just <laughs> i know right it just, it just seems embarrassing nothing like, stop like, it entertaining guys. about it like look hey anybody from sarukian's team because cut that shit out man your guys headlining a card be fucking classy be yeah. fucking professional 
Be Good, real. Man. Yeah, be real. But okay, so let's go into this. Bobby Green fighting late replacement Jalen Turner. Big ups to Jalen Turner jumping in as a late replacement against like a fucking tough ass Bobby Green. Uh, who do you got for this one? To be honest, oh man, I, th- I feel like Jalen Turner would probably be probably the best dance partner at this point, only because, mm-hmm. you know, Jalen Turner, he, you know, he's tall, super wiry. I don't think he has a ton of power, but he does have submissions, which is something that Bobby Green has had struggles you know, tro- with. He struggles Bobby Green with struggles it. with it. Yeah. So, yes. And, you know, Bob, the thing is, though, man, Bobby Green has that one punch power that can take you out like real fast yeah so. yeah it, it does have life changing stuff but yeah. it just if bobby green starts moving backwards he's shown that he struggles with that yeah. as well so i give jalen turner a shot at it yeah i'm gonna go, actually go with jalen turner i think i think jalen turner could submit him but I'll, I'll say it goes the the full three rounds all right all right davison figueroa versus cool. Rob Font, they're fighting at bantamweight right here. Rob Font opening as a minus one forty-eight. Yeah, and then Figueredo plus one twenty-four. I mean, Font? we saw this this inevitable, right? Because Figueredo just looked huge at flyweight. Yeah, and this is his. Uh, this is his bantamweight debut. Dude, this motherfucker looks shred city, man. If you if you see what he looks like, Rob Font, did he ever fight at featherweight, or am I just fucking tripping? No, no, he uh, fought Sanhagen, no? I don't I don't remember ever him fighting at Featherweight, but I mean again, like uh, I I'm an MMA fan, so that also means no, I have right. short memory. You're right. You're right. <laughs> no, you're right. It's it was all bands and weight. Who you got for this fight though? Well, you know, they aren't hot. I give it up to Figueredo, you know, going up to bantamweight and they're not giving him anything easy for no. his bantamweight debut. No. Uh, that you know, one of the advantages Figueredo had at flyweight was that he carried around a kind of power that not other 125 pound fighters did. He's going up to 135. I'm just not sure he's going to be able to bully people around like he did at flyweight. I'm going to go with Rob Font. All right. I'll go uh, Davison only because, you know, he's former champion, been through like a bunch of five round uh, wars. And I think that's all he's really been doing for the past few years. He's been headlining or he's been doing five round fights. No. Yeah. He's Just been top, top, top of the card or coming for a while. So yeah, going dude. for three, sometimes th- that does make an adjustment to your training. It's not like you, Oh, that means I get to just sprint like for a shorter amount of time. It's like, no, sometimes you just got to get your game plan implemented faster. And that could be a different challenge. Can you imagine, like, I'm just looking at Figueredo's last four fights, all the same name, Brandon Moreno. Yeah. Crazy, dude. They should do it again. Fifth time, sixth time. Do it like in Thailand, seven times. (laughs) (laughs) Our seventh match. (laughs) But that's going to be a good fight. I think that has a potential to be a really good fight. But the next fight, I think, is probably going to go fight of the night. Sean Brady, Philly's finest, versus uh, Kevin Gastelum. Now training out of uh, Phoenix with our boy, uh, my boy, because um, I, I know how you feel about uh, Henry Cejudo. Um, <laughs> but what do you think about this match? huh? And I think, you know, Kelvin Gastelum seems like he's in good shape. He's in a good headspace. Uh, 
Sean Brady opening as a minus 120 favorite. Kevin Gaslam's only a plus 100 underdog. I am of the opinion, as much as I like the heart that Kelvin uh, showcases all the time, he's just kind of, I feel like he's always been this overachiever, and I think just the rope's about to run out. Uh Uh-oh. I think the rope's about to run out. Uh, Sean Brady lands more significant strikes per minute. Uh, He's at a higher percentile with it. His defense is rated higher. Uh, If it comes to the grappling, Sean Brady's takedown defense is rated at 87% and Kelvin Gaslam's only at 30%. So it's not like when he gets in trouble with the strikes, he could just go to the grappling and change the game. Yeah, I just think Sean Brady is just, on paper at least, a better fighter. Question, is this happening, this fight in particular, is this happening, let's see, it's at welterweight. So Kelvin Gaslam is coming down again. Mm-hmm. down to welterweight remember he did fight at welterweight before and went up to middleweight right. you know mm-hmm. had an interim fight uh title fight with uh, adesanya back then do you think that he's figured it out as far as the weight goes because of henry cejudo and do you think that his power because you know sean brady lost uh a pretty bad he lost pretty bad by knockout by uh, Bilal muhammad when nobody thought that Bilal was going to be able to hit him and, you know, Kelvin Gaslam, he's knocked out Michael Bisbing. Like, he's been in a bunch of wars before as well. And his power, point. you know, his power is pretty good. I'm wondering if, do you think that his power translates to welterweight? I think Sean Brady can't walk in with his hands down and his chin up. So I think he will definitely have to respect Kelvin's power, especially some someone coming down to welterweight. I kind of feel like he still has that bone density of the middleweight oh, fighter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so right. he's going to be swinging up some heavy, heavy ass uh, hammers. Uh, but I'm, I'm still going to go with Sean Brady, but it's not going to be like a cakewalk. All right. I'll go. Uh, I'll go Gasolum just because he's a minority. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out to Clay Guida. Oh, man. Still fighting. Still doing the damn He'll thing. be fighting Wa- uh, Joaquin Silva at lightweight. Clay Guida has been fighting forever. I want to say, uh, what, when was the first time I saw him in the UFC? Like 2007 or something like that? <laughs> something ridiculous like that. He's opening as a plus 260 underdog dog, though, and Joaquin is like a minus 325 favorite. Uh, Clay Guido, just it's just super impressive that he's still in there. I you just know. hope he doesn't get seriously hurt. Let's just say that. Yeah, I agree. Um, Both of them are coming off of losses, too. So I think if you're Joaquin Silva, you're fighting like your back's against the wall. I think it really is. Some desperation. Well, Clay Guida, I think he's just kind of like, hey, man, I'm just glad to be here. I want to win. But (laughs) I know I I don't think Clay Guida realistically thinks that he's fighting for a future title shot at any time soon. Yeah, I mean, uh, Joaquin Silva's what? one in three in his last four fights. So, mm-hmm. you know, he mm-hmm. might be fighting as for you his like job. to say, he's fighting for his job, yeah, right? It's I good agree. Sean's good. They're Sean's never, they're new, new never t-shirt coming out. Never going to let go of Clay Guida ever. They will never. It's a good, it's a good feel good story. You know, it's a sign of like, again, apparently, you know, Clay Guida is one of those health freaks, like eats healthy. He doesn't drink, doesn't drug constantly in the gym. 
Uh, probably should keep his hands up more though, because I'm pretty sure after all that training, there's a little bit of punch <laughs> drunkenness that just happens that you just cannot avoid. There's not enough of a microbiotic microbiotic diet or enough broccoli you could eat that it's fight that off. Sure. <laughs> Getting fucking knocked out as many times as he has. But good for him, Clay Guida. Shout out yeah. Clay Guida. Uh, How about a- what do you think about uh, Misha Tate headlining the prelims versus Julia Avia? At bantamweight, Misha Tate opening as a plus one thirty underdog versus Avia, a minus one fifty five favorite. Misha Tate, you know, former bantamweight champion. You know, I, I'm her return hasn't really gone as planned. To be totally honest, you know, Misha mm-hmm. Tate's that's 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 saying it lightly. Yeah, like she, <laughs> I mean, she's never fancied herself a striker. You know, her grappling was, you know. I mean, it was good back then. And she ain't young anymore where her takedowns are as as explosive as they used to be. You know, she's got that mom strength, so she's got a lot of other things on her mind. So, you know, Julia Vila, from what I hear, she was walking around like at 200-something pounds and came down like 90 pounds to fight Misha Tate. So uh, I'm pretty sure she's taking this very seriously. And she's going to have that bone density of a 190-pound person. Like heavy, those are heavy-handed motherfuckers. They may not be as fast, but... You get hit by those fucking things. God damn. Yeah. And, you know, with uh, Julia Avila, she's gotten a, a couple of finishes in the last few years. So I wouldn't doubt that she would probably be a little bit stronger than uh, Misha Tate. You know, Misha Tate tried her hand at 125. It didn't really go her way. Coming back up to uh, 35, it's probably not going to be a good showing on her part. So I'm going to go with Julia Avila just because... You know, Misha Tate, you know, she's tough. I mean, she can get away with a lot of things, but uh, being tough is not enough to win you. She's a veteran, but she hasn't really shown to me enough of the fight IQ you need to kind of just scrape by against people who are just fucking younger and hungrier and just wanting to make their name off of you. Agreed. Hey, also tomorrow is one championship. Again, one Friday fights, 43. For those of you guys who like that Muay Thai action, they also have like MMA uh, tune in next week as you try to listen to me pronounce some of these goddamn uh, <laughs> names from other countries that I should visit more <laughs> and I should get into. How about uh, if, uh, how about the return of Ryan Garcia? Oh, that's right. We we're going to talk about that. Uh, yeah. This uh, this weekend in the boxing scene, one of the uh, fights going on at it's going to happen at the the Toyota Center at Houston, Texas. Uh, YouTube boxing sensation <laughs> Ryan Garcia oh, versus Oscar Duarte at Junior Walterweight. Um, hey, I'm just calling it what it is. <laughs> you know, Ryan Garcia knows who he is. He knows what he is. He's, the kid's got heart, okay? The kid's got heart. He's got a fast left hook. Um, but just don't get super hypnotized by all the flash and lights, yeah. guys. Okay? Can I, can I ask you a question? Work on your goddamn fundamentals. Keep your hands up when you're throwing your punches. Please. You know, like since we're talking about fundamentals, I did hear that. Uh, he's under a different trainer again. Did you hear about mm-hmm. that? I yes. think because remember he was with uh, Canelo's trainer, and then he was with uh, a bunch of other trainers, and they just didn't work out for him. And um, I guess he's with a he's with another trainer that says that he's not really trying to change what his uh, fight style is, just adding weapons to his uh, arsenal. Yeah, add things, but also tighten up some some holes in your mm-hmm. game too. You know. Um, problems with Ryan Garcia is that he's not landing his left hook. He just doesn't know what else to do. Agreed. Kind of looks like a deer, deer, uh, headlights. You got, you got to have other things going on in your game. Uh, and that's where the fundamentals come into play. 
So, Agreed. but hey, good luck, you know, and hopefully uh, this means Oscar Duarte gets a good, nice little payday from that as well. Tag on to that uh, name recognition of Ryan Garcia's. Yeah. So that's happening this weekend. Uh, if you want to watch that, that's on the zone, D-A-Z-N. Or you can stream it. Just DM me. I'll or just, or just, yeah, just DM, uh, yeah, message Sean and he'll send you something, guys. I'll send you. By the, the way, link. we're just we're just joking. Don't sue us. Yeah, don't sue us, zone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's all coming out of Europe, okay? <laughs> if I'm streaming another stream, I'm not the one doing the wrong thing. It's the exactly. initial streamer is doing the wrong thing. <laughs> if I'm streaming someone else's stream. Does that make me a monster? No. If we cross streams, does that make we us cross, related? Don't cross uh, the streams. <laughs> you know, you used to do that with your cousins. No, whatever. You don't Come have on, any proof of that. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What you hey, got? Uh, uh, before we talk about what we're doing this week, uh, yeah. shout out to one of our listeners, uh, Dr. Loro Mora. Hey, you guys uh, need a dentist. His family practice is out in Hercules. They do great work. Really? Uh, so uh, shout out to Laurel. We used to be uh, jujitsu training partners back in the day. So, but he's still out there living that family life out in uh, Hercules. I don't know where he trains now, but any of you guys getting dental work from him in Hercules, go hit him up and ask for me. <laughs> nice. Nice. But what, what else? Uh, what are you getting into this weekend, Sean? Uh, I have the boy. I have my sons kind of to myself uh, while my my wife is helping out her sisters. There, there's going to be this craft fair out in Burlingame. If any of you guys are out there, uh, my sister in law is going to be uh, selling some cool um, plants that she's you know like some some plant fixtures that she's made with uh, succulents and stuff. So they're going to be at the uh, Burlingame Street Fair out there. Um, I'm going to be with my boys probably, uh, watching fights and, uh, don't tell my wife, but we're probably going to be playing video games, but yeah, <laughs> uh, what video games are they playing? You know, they're into, um, the Minecraft dungeons, which is just pretty much like a, a game that we all could play at the same time. That's kind of like the, the deal. We Family don't, I don't, bonding. yeah, yeah. I don't want them playing fucking Grand Theft Auto or like, what, what? what's wrong with I Grand know, Theft dude. Auto? Hey. I love that game. Don't get me wrong. I love <laughs> that fucking game. Top notch and GTA five is an all time best in my fucking head, game so. ever. dude. I still have it and I still play it, but I will not let them play that game. Yeah. There it's you too go. much fucking not until you're 12 kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, but what's weird is some of his, his friend, one of my, one of my seven year old's friend was trying to teach me how to play the fucking game. And I was just like, wait a minute, why are you're you playing wrong. this game? Yeah, you're doing it all wrong. Yeah. John. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, uh, redoing that. And then, uh, just, you know, my dad ended up getting COVID and it's his birthday oh, tomorrow. Uh, he's negative man, now, but hope, he still he, feels like shit. Yeah, hope he recovers, man. Hope yeah, he so recovers. happy birthday to my dad. His his birthday's tomorrow. So happy birthday, dad. Dude, that's good stuff, man. Well, dude, hey, wait again, a minute. Like a, Our what? birthday's coming up, huh? Yeah, I got a birthday in a few weeks. There you go. Yeah, we'll talk about it soon enough. When's your birthday coming up? Dude, we have the same birthday, dude. The exact same birthday? 15, right? No, okay. I'm on 16. You're 15? Yeah. I'm on the 16th. That's the same birthday, dude. That's not the same day, yeah, but okay, let's say it. Okay, we're, we're, the, we're in 48 it's hours. It's the same birthday. Sure, works. That works close enough. You know what, like dude? It. Since it's going to be our birthday, we might as well celebrate. Because what? Next week is our hundredths. Hundredth. I thought you were about to say, yeah, we might as well share a lap dance. We might as well share no, a lap. No, no, no. You get your own. We might as well share a... <laughs> nah, we could have got dark right there. Um, 
Uh, but yeah, freaking uh, our hundredth. This is episode number 99. So episode Ooh. 100 is next week, guys. Next week, guys. You guys want to tune in for that? Tell your friends about it. Episode 100. We want to thank all of you guys for supporting the yeah, podcast. Man. Shout out to my cousin for uh, my cousin uh, Christian out there in Vegas. He uh, posted that in his number two uh, podcast that he listens to is the Mighty Beast podcast. Second hey, to Joe Rogan's podcast. We appreciate you, uh, cousin. What's your name? Chris. What? C- cousin Chris. Yep. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. Thank you, brother. What about you, man? What are you doing this weekend? I know you're not well, going to be coaching. So uh, what you up to? Yeah, this weekend. Um, but, you know, again, my m- most of my concentration and energy will be channeled towards Long Beach as our Omega Martial Arts fighter, Matt Cox, Let's goes go. down for his uh, uh, pro Muay Thai fight down at WCK in Long Beach. So good luck, Matt. But also I'll be here uh, supporting my teammates getting a. Uh, promoted to the next belt level over at Cajaldo Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And also, I'm just thinking about uh, where to watch the Niners and Eagles game this Sunday. It's a big game. It's got some NFC seeding implications. So we're going to figure that out. What time is that game? Uh, One o'clock. Fuck. Well, we should do fun. something. We should I do know, something. I was thinking about it. I was like, huh, right. last time. We'll, 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 we'll touch base. We'll figure yeah, something out. Let's text each other. Uh, is there any way that we can watch Matt's fight? You know what? I'm going to look up uh, the information on WCK's Instagram. Because I'd love to maybe watch there's, Maybe there's like a, a pay-per-view stream. Yeah. And <laughs> if I find one, guys, I'm going to go ahead. I'll, I'll post it on my story. Hopkey one on Instagram. Yeah. Let's get it. Hey, shout out, Matt. Good luck out there. That's going to do it for us, guys. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to like and share the podcast. Don't forget to follow us on our social medias. Mine is Sean underscore Pierre underscore yours, Carlo. Hopkey one on Instagram. Hey, and don't forget to hit up Magala Jiu Jitsu out there in San Francisco of FTCC in Las Vegas. Omni Movement in uh hercules as well i'm over at hopkido usa we're with our kohaldo brazilian jiu-jitsu team and our golden pizza muay thai team also shout out to our friends and fam at pacific ring sports and congratulations to uh sensei john over at sama martial arts in Pinol. i think they just finished the remodel of his so congratulations dude this place smells like fresh paint I love that smell. Clean mats. Yep. Clean mats. Awesome. Uh, don't forget about those fights uh, this weekend, guys. We got UFC. We got boxing. We got one championship as well. I don't know if we're... Is there going to be any more PFL fights this year? Or no, probably not. Uh, it doesn't look like it. Well, boo-hoo, guys. All right. Be safe this weekend. Welcome December. We're almost there. Peace. Peace.